Hello and welcome to the Biz Talk Live Show, everybody. I am your host, Shante Arati. Welcome, 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 welcome. Please come in, tune in to the show. Hit the like button if you like small biz. Hit the love button if you love small businesses and entrepreneurs. Please do feel free to drop your comments. Come by, say hi so we know that you are here. Uh, ask your questions, put them in the comments. If we don't get to your comments during the show, we always follow up after the show. And if for some reason you missed us live, come back for the replay and comment hashtag replay. So you know every week we bring you a new guest, a new entrepreneur that is here to share their story with you, to share their journey of what it's like to be an entrepreneur and what put what was the path that they took to, to get them to the path of success right so we want to encourage you we want you to be inspired and empowered to pursue your own dreams right we want you to have faith we want you to keep your hope so that you fulfill every dream that you have for yourself. So with that said, our latest guest, our guest for today, I'm super excited, is her name is Aisha Thompson, and she is the CEO of Envision Creative Art. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Shantae. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here on Biz Talk Live. I can't wait to just share with the audience and get their questions so I can share how, you know, my experience has been so far as an entrepreneur. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about you. Let's, let's start there. Um, yeah. Tell us about your business. What do you do and who do you serve? Yes. So Envision Creative Art is a visual marketing firm. We focus mostly on brand marketing and graphic design. So we target small businesses and entrepreneurs who are just getting started out or they're looking to rebrand and we support them with graphic design services. So that's anywhere from like a logo, designing your website, marketing collateral, social media management, anything that's visual that ultimately is going to tell the world who you are, you know, who your brand identity is and creating some form of captivating marketing content around that. You know, everything nowadays is very visual. We have Instagram where we're scrolling all the time. We're on YouTube where we're viewing. So we want to make sure that when we're touching our audience, we're, we're adding that pop and we're catching them right away by making it look hot. And that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> I love that. So we're going to talk more about that because I've been talking about that a lot lately in marketing and, and branding and visibility, like putting yourself out there. And what is it that people see when they connect with you? You know, so that's very important. So we'll be talking about that. So how did you come to to this to do this part, this type of business? What is this something mm -hmm. that you've always been doing that you're currently doing? as you're working on your business or is it something a gift that you you have and you just had a passion for entrepreneurs what was the story <laughs> it's funny so um my design background actually came because i went to college for fashion right and i ended up in this job and i got a job um, as a marketing associate 
got in there, they were like, you have to know Photoshop. That was one of the requirements. But you know how we are. We're very ambitious, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially as women. So we're like, oh, you know what? I got this. So I applied for the job. Do you know Photoshop? Oh, absolutely, right? Got in there. And um, I don't know if people remember Devil Wears Prada, that movie. Yes. I ended up with the um, supervisor who was pretty much just like Miranda, right? So I get there and she's like, oh, you say you know Photoshop? Show me what you know. What does this mean? What does that mean? And of course, I had no clue. Because I'm in the mindset of, okay, I'm going to fake it till I make it, right? And I remember her running down the hallway, screaming on top of her lungs. She lied on her resume. She has no clue what she's doing, right? And that moment, I was so embarrassed. Um, one, because, you know, I, feel as if I, I felt as if I was exposed. But two, I was the only person of color in the entire design firm. I could not come in and false represent. And I made a um, commitment to myself that day to invest and learn how, and I taught myself not only Photoshop, but just how to become a graphic designer. And back then, we didn't have YouTube and all this great right. stuff. It was um, Photoshop for dummies from Barnes and Nobles, right? <laughs> it was working it out that way. And that's what I did. And um, literally, maybe within about seven to eight months, I got called into the vice president's office, and I was offered that woman's position. Oh, right. Wow. And she was showed the door. I'm sure for other reasons, but that catapulted my passion for graphic design. And um, though I've always kind of stayed in the marketing realm from a professional standpoint, I've always supported people as a freelance graphic designer. So fast forward now to um, 2017 when Envision was launched. I'm like, OK, I know I know marketing and I know I know graphic design, but there wasn't really a lane for both. You know what I mean? It was like marketing research, social media, but graphic design was considered something completely separate. But I did realize that everyone that came to me was like, well, you know, I like purple and um, I like butterflies. So I want that in my logo. And I remember always asking the question, well, who's your audience? What do you like? Right. And then incorporating those two, I was able to launch Envision Creative Art. So it's not just having the beautiful stuff of design and art, but actually adding marketing strategy to it. So it's effective and it's going to generate revenue because now it's something that your audience can use, but it still represents and reflects who you are. So that's how Envision Creative Art actually got started. Um, from me just working as a freelancer in graphic design, supporting people here and there, and using that professional background in marketing to support the vision and create a firm that I knew, you know, entrepreneurs could definitely benefit from. Absolutely. And so you've been doing this for how long? How long have you been an entrepreneur? And are you still, you're still in corporate managing this business or are you full time in your business? I am still in corporate managing, but I set my dates and I can't wait. <laughs> I've been um, Envision Creative Art actually launched officially in 2017, um, but I've been doing marketing and graphic design for over 10 years and supporting clients. But you know how you, when you um, are just not sure where to get started or feel as if there's just no room for you, like, yeah. so I don't want to do this. And it was just finally shifting and surrounding myself with the women who were business or either already business owners or had that business mindset. And they're like, oh, what you talking about? You need to make this a business. Here's the link. Go get it done. You know? And that was what um, happened to me. I was like, okay, I'll do it. I expected nothing from it. Okay. Nothing at all. I launched a business and all of a sudden, like, like things just kind of started happening. You know, and I think we were actually just talking about that a little bit before. It's not that it's going to happen overnight, 
but any type of activity is good activity. And that's what I saw. You know what I mean? One or two customers coming in. That that's person. the thing. Yes, that's the thing is to start. <laughs> but that's so hard sometimes. Yes. But you got to do it. But th- th- I think, and you tell me if you agree, and you were saying how the circle of, of women that you um, surrounded yourself with was very important in your process to getting started. I mean, that that sounds like me, whoever that lady is. Because I tell people, here's the tool, here's what you do, go do it. There's no excuse, just do it. Like, So I think it's important to have people in your circle that believe in your dream, that believe in you and that you can do it and can help you push you towards your goals. And Absolutely. so how important has that been for you in your journey? It's been extremely important. And um, one of the lessons that I learned is that sometimes you have to go out and find that circle. Um, A lot of times we automatically assume that that circle would be our close friends or our family members. And it's not that they don't love us, but sometimes they just don't get it because they're not in that mindset. And what I had to do was I had to go out, start networking, start being around different women in business who were already doing it, you know, and pulling that energy so that I could fill myself up and motivate myself enough to actually do it. And it's been extremely valuable because as I grow, I'm expanding my circle. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I have these women who are here with me and we're all now business minded. And now I'm looking for mentorships and I've created relationships with women who have, you know, million dollar businesses who's been doing this for years. And it's just then getting insight from them. Okay, where are you? How did you do this? How did you conquer it? So I think that's invaluable, like surrounding yourself with the right circle. It absolutely Mm -hmm. is. And you, I I love the story that you told about um, what happened to you in corporate America, um, because I'm really passionate about women um, in particular and women entrepreneurs, because we are the most educated We are leading in entrepreneurship. And a big reason around that is due a lot of times to the inequality in corporate America, right? The lack of leadership roles, um, the lack of compensation and flexibility um, and feeling that we can have it, that we can use our gifts to have the greatest impact. Um, So to be a woman entrepreneur is so empowering. Um, but I think it starts with the mindset. So even when you're in corporate America, wherever job you're on, having that mindset that in whatever you're doing, you're going to be a self-learner. First of all, you're going to have be a self-starter and a self-learner. So the fact that you were in that position and you decided to take it upon yourself to really become an expert in Photoshop instead of saying, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. But you were enhancing your skill set, really set you up It put you in the position to be able to move into the entrepreneurship role to do what you you're always you are always meant to be, to do yes yes you hit the nail on the head as far as where you were sharing the pain points that a lot of us especially women are experiencing in corporate america you know we've pretty much tapped out as far as hitting the glass ceiling. There's nowhere else for us to go. We're still fighting for what we deserve from a salary standpoint. And that was where it was for me. I was, you know, marketing director for a private firm and um, just not seeing the value, not being able to do and to go see my kids 
play their games or participate in the classroom. And then what really like struck it for me when I was like, okay, enough is enough. I have to find an alternative was when I watched um, someone who had been um, vested in the company for over 10 years passed away suddenly, right? He passed away. And I want to say that maybe after three days, they had three days of mourning him and then it was on to the next. And I said to myself, that will never be me. Because what I won't do is I'm not going to sacrifice my time away from my loved ones to prove myself and to let someone tell me when I can take off and when I am deserving of more money. And then God forbid, if something were to happen and I lost my life, my babies would miss me and I would be replaced. Maybe they'll mourn me 24 hours, if that. Oh no, that wasn't going to work for me, honey. Uh-uh. And that was like, all right, sis, what are we going to do? We're going to make this something. And um. That was, again, in 2017. We're now in 2019. And I'm like, listen, December 2019 isn't. Because just like when you're starting with um, a new business, you feel as if you have, have to have this laundry list of things in place. You need to start with where you are and work with what you have. And it's the same thing when you decide to walk away from what's stable and secure and walk into the unknown and really have that independence to see yourself grow. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until all the ducks are in the row. You just got to do what you got to do and just have some form of strategy in place so that you know you're going to be good. So that's where I am. I'm living that moment right now. And I love it. And I'm proud of you for doing that, right? And I think that's important. What you said is to have a strategy, to have a plan. And you mentioned that, I think, before uh, at the start of the show, having that exit strategy, right? Mm -hmm. um, so everybody's leap is different. Um, and you don't have to wait to leave corporate America to start working on your business, to, to start preparing, um, to start looking at your finances. Um, but everything that you said about, you know, that I think that really resonates with every woman. OK, nobody wants to be like tied down and feel like, you know, that they don't matter, that they're unappreciated. You're doing we're running companies. Um, yes. That's just a fact. Women are running companies and we're not getting compensated. So as, as much as you're running that company, you can run your own company. Exactly. You your own company. So if Aisha can do it, if I can do it, definitely, ladies, you can do it. Um, and, you know, we encourage you to do that. And that's why we're here. That's why we appreciate Aisha coming on and sharing this story. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Um, and, and what you're doing the activities. Cause I always like to talk to women that are in, actually in the transition process. What are like, I would say two or three tips that you are offer our audience for anyone that is, that is looking to trans make the full transition. Mm -hmm. What are the tips that you would recommend for them to succeed in that process? I think one of the biggest tips is to create some form of residual income. So a lot of times we feel as if the only way that we're going to be successful, right, or get that financial goal, attain that financial goal is if we overbook our calendar, especially when we're in professional services. Or even if we're selling a tangible product, oh, I have to sell 500 of these body butters so that I'm going to be in a place where I can feel comfortable, right? That's not really consistent. But when you um, think of residual income, you're thinking of what type of program can I put in place? So even if I'm sleeping, people have access to this information and they can be gaining value and knowledge and then 
then of course, I now am generating income from it, right? And that's the biggest thing that I'm actually working on. I will be launching a program called Brands of Freedom, and it's about this journey. How can I now take a hobby or a hustle, brand it, and use that as a vehicle so I can say goodbye to corporate America and get the freedom that I need in the world of entrepreneurship? Right. So that's a, a, a big thing. And then a lot of times, too, back to tangible goods, people feel as if, OK, well, um, I'm selling, um, you know, lipstick or I'm selling lashes. So how am I going to create a course around that? Yes, you can, because if you're selling lashes and there are beauty tips that you need to know, there are applications that you need to do. If you're selling some type of body care product, 10 tips on how to maintain your skin, you know, um, essential oils that you should have in your closet, things that people value that you don't have to sit there and like do anything. You tape it, you use different software programs and cha-ching, cha-ching. Number one, residual income. Secondly, yeah, yeah. be transparent and have a clear vision of what you're trying to achieve. So um, I'm not a numbers person, I'm a creative, but numbers are very important. So I need to know, okay, how much is it that I need to bring in um, in order to make this work, in order for me to be okay and cover my expenses? Right. I know what that particular number is. And the second thing is, it's OK. How many how much business do I need in order to generate that number? Right. You know what your price point is. Say, for instance, you're offering a program. Right. How many clients do I need to then equal to this number? Do the formula. Right. The number of clients based on the flat price of your program equals X. X needs to be what you need to survive. That's number two, having that solid strategy. Okay, this is how I know I'm going to make it. Me, I work a little bit differently. Some people like to start with where they are and forecast forward. I start with the bigger vision. So I look at it from where I need, where I see myself and how I'm going to get there. So what that looks like is actually just taking certain steps and like, this is what I'm going to do. So to give more specific example, one of the things that I'm currently working on is um, outside of this program, is now to know that, okay, now I need to speak to a different audience. I want to still support my, you know, small businesses and entrepreneurs, but then too, I have another audience here that needs services as well. So now it's about marketing, building that website, building that collateral so that I can have this audience and at least all I need is two of them. Two That's of right. them that will take care of my salary for a month. You know what I mean? So, I say that to say one residual income, <laughs> two, doing the formula and knowing how much you need to make, and three, writing down the steps. They say make your vision, and um, they say state your vision and make it clear, right? Make it clear. So there's no room for uncertainty of what's next or how to get it done. You know the steps. Because a lot of times when you leave it up here in your mind, it gets cloudy, it gets loud, and it gets crowded. But if you write it down, it's like, oh, that's easy to attain, you know? So that would be my three tips. <laughs> Those aren't just three tips. Those are rock star tips, okay? <laughs> language, okay? Because I say that all the time. We have to find ways to diversify our business. It's not just about selling one product. And I tell people, you learn that. You, you, you have the skills, the expertise. This is something someone else wants to learn. Teach it. Exactly. Teach it, develop additional streams of income and passive income, put it on autopilot. Like I would just lighten up as you were talking because you're talking <laughs> my language. When you're putting, you're putting the, a, a product on autopilot 
and you people get to have access 24 hours a day 365 days a year and your paypal notifications are going off as you're sleeping who doesn't want that who doesn't want to wake up in the morning to that (laughs) i don't know who does it right right and have those multiple streams of income so whether you're full-time in it or you're looking to transition I think all of these tips that you shared are important tips to make sure that you're successful and that you're setting yourself up for finan- financially. Um, and that I think those are all the steps to leaning to wealth because we do, we have to start with the goal. And I'm like you starting with the big vision. And I remember, and I always say this, I went to a class and the gentleman said, he said, what, what, what people don't do, what you should do is start with what you want. What is it that you want? What is ultimately, what is that bigger picture? Focus on that. And what do you need to do to achieve what you want? Map that out. And then like you said, make it plain, write it down, write it down. So that's what I did. So that very good advice. Yeah, one of the best investments I've made is that I've purchased one of those um, whiteboards and it's not like the heavy duty one. It's like the, the decal that you can stick to your wall. I have an entire wall right by my front door of just whiteboard. And I write my deadlines on there. I, I write my visions on there. So that's the last thing that I'm seeing before I walk out the door. And the first thing I see when I come in and it's visual. So I'm not going to forget it. It's stamped in my mind. Oh, that's good. That's like me. I have like a vision. I have like a whole vision wall at the back side of my house where I come in and out, right? Uh-huh. And every, as I'm leaving, that's what I'm going past. Like, And then I come in, that's the first thing that I see. So that's a great recommendation. It doesn't have to be anything expensive, but make it, have it, put it somewhere that you're gonna see it all the t- time as a reminder to keep you focused on achieving your goals. Um, so very good, very good. <laughs> So we know that every entrepreneur has challenges in their in their business journey. What has been a challenge of yours in your process that you have been able to come overcome or that you're still working to overcome? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I had when I um, first started uh, was really finding my own value, because a lot of time we have to deal with imposter syndrome. Uh, we're not good enough. We don't have what it takes. We don't know enough. And um, when you're dealing with that, it then impacts your pricing and your ability to even make money because then you're playing with yourself. You know what I mean? And and what I mean by that is that when I first started out, I thought that fiber was my competitor. And I would sit there and literally worry and say, how is it that I'm going to compete with all these people that are charging $10 or $20 for a logo? I cannot compete with that. There's no way, you know what I mean? Because my process is so detailed that I can compete with that and generate an income. And it wasn't until I was actually speaking to one of my mentors and she's like, well, tell me what you offer in your local package. And I said, well, I offer three versions of the logo, I offer a consultation, I do color, psychology of color. And she's like, oh, you know, you should be charging $500 for that. I did this. I was like, oh, you tripping. I said, ain't nobody paying that type of money. You know what I mean? But then she was like, think about the time and all that you put into it. You know what I mean? All of that. And then when I started realizing and they're actually writing down my process, I was like, wow, I do put a lot into it. But I had to stand confidently behind my value. Because if I don't stand confidently behind what I have to offer, 
who else is going to believe me? And who else is going to be willing to make an investment in my brand if like I'm hesitant about talking about money? So like that was one of the things that I overcame in order to aggressively better meet my goal. You know what I mean? Understanding my value and that knowing that I am good enough. One thing I think that right now is still something of um, one area that is still struggle is that um, it's a lot. The mind is a very strong thing. And whether it's, you know, interaction with a customer that, you know, maybe just a little bit more challenging than, than you would like, or just feeling that overwhelm or, you know, hitting a wall where you're not really seeing the goals right away, whether it's a financial goal or, you know, some form of tangible goal, it can get discouraging. And um, one thing I'll say is, is that if you're not surrounded by a community, the journey of entrepreneurship can be a lonely one. Um very lonely. And um, what I am trying to remind myself is, again, the bigger vision. Why am I doing this? You know what I mean? What's involved? Not only how is this going to change the life of my children and, you know, the, their children to come, but how is it going to ultimately, immediately allow me to walk away from corporate America? You know, so the biggest thing is, is just staying positive with your mindset, um, listening to coaches, joining networks, Tuning in to shows like the business live show, you know, listening to experts and staying motivated. Don't wait for someone to get call you or your girlfriend to say, girl, you got this. No, get in that mirror and girl, you got this. As even if it's tears coming, I've been there where tears are coming down my eyes because I don't want to do this anymore and I want to quit. Girl, you got this. And that's one of the challenges that, you know, I, I see as um. Even right now as an entrepreneur, you hit those roadblocks and then you kind of second guess yourself, but you got to stay true to it and just remember what the bigger vision is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because that's so true. And all of us have been there. Every single one of us. Like I was just having this conversation with some other young ladies, like every other day it's like, we want to quit. Like, but we, we're, we're, we're not right. Because we know what we have. We understand what the bigger vision is and that we need to just stick with the process, right? And we can't say this enough about surrounding yourself with a community of support is critical because what you said is so true. We live in isolation. We live in isolation and that's not good for any entrepreneur or small business owner because we can achieve, we can achieve more together. Like the insight that you get, the things you learn just by being around other entrepreneurs on the same level that, or levels that have um, achieved or what you're already, what you're aspiring to achieve, they can really help push you and, and give you hope and, and help keep you motivated, keep you encouraged and get you outside of yourself and really help you to see yourself or who you are, which a lot of times we, first of all, we can't see ourselves. Like we see other people, you know, clearly, but mm -hmm. it's often hard for us unless you do deep introspection and, and working with somebody like a coach, a counselor, a mentor to really do that self work to see ourselves. We need other people around us to show us who we are. <laughs> yes. You're and so right. You can get to the point that you know who you are. And be confident in it because, like you said, it's going to show up in your work. Your clients are going to know. They're going to feel that energy when you're not confident. And I talk about what you said all the time about your pricing. You're not alone. There's so many entrepreneurs. I tell them all, you need all of them. You need to raise your prices. I, it's just so low. People are just bottom of the barrel 
giving away services for free and not understanding the formulas. So I'm glad that you gave some of the formulas. You have to work out the math of the time, the experience, all of that that you put into all the investments you put into your education, into learning that new skill like Photoshop or taking that certification, that life coaching certification class, right? To be able to learn what you learn so that you can help support your customers and clients. That is valuable. You're not competing with the fiber. And I'm glad you said that because so many people think that they are. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> right, right. Create your own lane. Create your own lane, mm -hmm. right? And it's not, you're competing with yourself. I tell people all the time, stop comparing yourself, your chapter two with somebody else's cha chapter 20 or what someone else is doing versus what you're supposed to be doing. Only God is the, gave you the vision. Nobody else has the vision that you have. Nobody else has the gift that you have and can deliver it the way you can deliver it. So focus on that. Yes. In Jamaica, we say what is for you can be on for you, meaning that what is aligned and set in the chapter and stone for you is for you. Yeah. Something was planted inside of you. So that's what you should just focus on and not worry about the extra noise. Because that's what it is. It's, a, it's noise and it's a distraction. All that take you away from fulfilling your dreams and fulfilling your destiny and accomplishing your goals. And it's definitely the, the mindset. So we have to constantly be renewing our renewing our minds because our minds can play, can play some real tricks on us. So, and, and that's the biggest barrier. I think that all of us need to overcome is those minds, our mindset, those mind blocks, those, those belief systems that we have built up over time that um, are not aligned with where we're going in our, in our journey. So definitely the mindset is a good one. Um, this is so good. So <laughs> let's talk about the marketing a, a little bit. I, I'm glad that you're here as a, as a marketing branding expert. Let's talk a little bit about that because it's so important. I think sometimes, a lot of times marketing efforts go, um, a lot of entrepreneurs put little effort, little investment into marketing and branding themselves. And the struggle, the struggle is with getting customers and clients. And they think that the problem is they don't have customers and clients. No, there's a root. That's the result of the root cause. The thing you want to do is find out what is the root cause of you not having those clients and customers. And are you visible? And if you're visible, what messages are you sending? So let's talk a little bit about marketing and branding and from your perspective, why do you think it's so important for us as entrepreneurs in really growing our business? Mm -hmm. I think marketing and branding is extremely, extremely crucial in building a solid and successful business because it's it speaks to who you are. You know what I mean? Um, you, you hit the nail right on the head where you said people say, oh, well, you know, I don't really see the value in investing in marketing because I'm not seeing the clients and stuff like that. You have to draw them in. You have to meet them where they are. The only way that you're going to meet your client where you are, where they are, is by knowing where they are. That requires market research. That requires actually taking the time to understand who is my client, creating a client avatar. What are their likes? What are their dislikes? 
What platforms are they using? What shows do they like? Name the client avatar. You know what I mean? What are their pain points? That's a big thing. And that's a big part of marketing, right? Once you understand that, now you know how to talk to them. Is it a professional tone? Is it a casual tone? Is it, is it a hey sis tone or hey bro tone? Stuff like that. And then from there, take into the time to invest. We're a very digital world, right? So one, networking is extremely important because you need that face-to-face interaction and your immediate community needs to know who you are, right? Because they're ultimately going to be your brand ambassadors. But two, on a digital level, taking the time to grow your email list and your database and your followers by one, having clarity, meaning that know exactly what it is that you want them to know about you, right? Be clear on the messaging that you're sharing about your products or your services. A lot of times we understand what we do, but people from the outside looking in may not get it. Even with branding, branding is very, very broad. You know, everybody throws the road around branding, branding, branding. And some people may think, oh, that's just logo. I don't need that. I already got my logo. It's so much more than that. You know what I mean? Branding is the customer experience because ultimately that's your biggest vehicle to then get more business. What the customer has to say about you, your brand. Right. So clarity. Second, consistency. What am I putting out there? Am I consistent? Am I showing up when I'm saying I'm going to show up? Right. Are the messages that I'm sharing consistent? Is my customer experience as far as the services that I'm offering consistent? Again, that's marketing. You know what I mean? That's marketing. And um, where branding comes in is now how is it that my identity pairs up with what it is I'm trying to achieve from a pricing standpoint? Because here's the thing. If you are at a point where you're like, you know what, I need to charge uh, $1,200 for my services because my time is very valuable. And you show up and, you know, in the back of your your house is all messy. Or you like, you know, you got your bonnet on. Yeah, I'm not feeling well today, guys, but I'm here. Who's paying $1,200 for your program? Nobody. Nobody. So you show up and you show out. Right. So it's not just that the logo looks good. It's the website is clean. I'm not seeing any broken links or an image over here that's supposed to be on this side. It's clean. It's polished. Your collateral is it is looking point. You got to look look at Louis Vuitton. When you go, you step out the front door of Louis Vuitton, you feel like if you don't have the money, you're kind of scared because you feel like they're going to know you don't have the money before you even step foot into the store. But when you're walking instantly in the experience, you see the security guard, you see the lighting, you see the open space and the people dress professionally. That's the experience you want to create when people visit your website, when people visit your social media. They don't want to see you. And, and mind you, it depends on your audience. So I'm not saying that this is wrong. Everybody has their own style. And, know, and you know, you just have to know your audience. But if I'm telling you, I'm trying to learn how to spark me and my girlfriend's going out tonight. You know what I mean? That's not the image that I'm trying to protect. It's not my, my audience are professional women who are about their business. So, yeah, it may be me relaxing with a glass of wine viewing the horizon. But, you know what I mean? Again, being consistent with my brand, showing up looking good every single time. So um, I know I kind of went on. This is all good information. So audience, I hope you all are listening because that's the truth. Because so many people think it's just my a, a logo, right? It's so much more. And one way I was saying, yeah, is that like, 
Two, like say for instance, you need to make sure that your customers are satisfied. Because a lot of times we'll go on Instagram and like we'll see someone say you do food, you're a chef, right? And then I order food from you and the customer service is horrible. But you think that because you have, you know, 10,000 followers and, you know, you got people talking about your brand and your business online that you are good. No, because guess, guess what? I have a bad experience. I tried to order from you and, you know, you were rude or the customer service stuff. I'm going to tell my network. And then that word is then going to expand. So again, branding is not just the local. Branding is not just the number of followers. Branding is the overall experience the marketing experience, what people feel when they see your posts, when they see um, your website, all of that. And then two, what people feel when they interact with you. She made me feel important. She was kind. She was patient. I am satisfied with the product. I am satisfied with her services. You know what I mean? It's too many of us out there doing kind of similar things for us not to be unique in the way that in which we're providing services to our client. That's our differentiator. Yes, I love that. That's that's the differentiator right there. That look, you made so many good points, but beyond the logo, how your website looks, is how are you making your customers feel? What type of experience are they getting when they experience you? I had just told someone the other day, they were kind of like um, irked because people come into their inbox asking them for information that I guess is already available on their profile. You're a business online. Don't let that irk you. People are going to contact you and they may have a question. They may ask you something repetitive that just goes along with the territory. But a lot of times people are coming connected. They're coming to you to ask a question because they want to connect with you. And too many times people want to separate themselves from their business. Oh, I have a private Facebook page, but you're managing an online business. So nobody has access to you. I I don't, to me, I don't know how that makes sense. Okay. So you're cutting off a lot of customers because you want to remain private and you think that your business is standalone by itself. No, people want to know you. They know you, they get to like you, they trust you. It's like how you show up, like you said, with the messaging. How are you How are you showing up online, in person, right? What are you doing that you may be detracting the very people you want to attract? And I know a lady, she, um, she owns an organization. She worked with girls here in Cleveland, Ohio, where I am. And she said specifically, and based on her work, she does when she, she will go out, she has fun, she does not drink, she don't take pictures with any type of alcohol in hand. Because not that she can't enjoy herself a drink, but because of how that would come across for her brand. So understand you can make the decision, make the decisions on what you're gonna do or what not not gonna do, but know what the impacts are, know what the risks are to your brand for every single decision you make for yourself that is going to have on your business. So, you know, showing up, following up with people, following through on on delivering services that you said you were going to deliver. I don't care how nice your logo look. If you're not following up, if you're not professional, if you don't have integrity, none of that matters. Exactly. Exactly. And the fact that you that you communicate that with your clients when you're talking to them is like it's invaluable information because people just don't know that and they can get a lot further they can be a lot more successful if they have that 
the the entire view and what that looks like, what it looks like as a brand and what that they should be considering as, as what their customers are considering when they encounter them. Exactly. So that's really good. So I hope audience that you're paying attention to these great tips. Um, so be professional, follow up, follow through, um, have integrity. And I wanted to make a point on one thing that you said too about the negative reviews. They they spread faster than a positive review. Hmm. We all know that it is very is seldom that people are willing to give positive reviews. They will rush to give a negative review. So you don't want to give them a reason to be giving you a negative review. And like you said, it spreads. And then one person has a negative experience. They're telling everybody else. Where if you provided a great experience, you want them you want them to be running and telling people. <laughs> exactly. And with that said, too, that doesn't mean that you have to entertain every single solitary person. Right. Because everybody isn't our customer, right. right? All money ain't good money. And I say that to say that, yes, always provide great customer experience. But if you realize this isn't going in a direction where I think it's going to be a good fit, then you professionally say thank you, but you know, no thank you. I thank you. You know, I think I'm actually overbooked right now. Um, I'll touch base with you and maybe check in with us three months or whatever. You know, you don't have to sit there and tolerate foolishness because you feel as if I have to make sure my brand is safe. You, you, you be polite and you keep them moving. You know, don't even waste time because your time is not worth it. Absolutely. And that's, that's good information too, because I think a lot of times entrepreneurs struggle with that and thinking that they have to, they have to like entertain every customer just to make some money. But that should not be your approach because like you said, all customers are not good customers or there's some problematic customers and there's just some customers and clients that are not a good fit for you and what you do. I mean, so, and that's okay. And you can still be kind, you can be professional and you can, even in the middle of doing work and you need to separate um, and you know, severed ties. That doesn't mean that you have to be unprofessional in in the in your approach. So, in everything you do, you want to remain professional and um, be kind-hearted. But you don't have to put up like what she said, any type of foolishness or disrespect. Um, because as entrepreneurs and business owners, we are vulnerable a lot, a lot of times, and people will try to take advantage of you. So, again, it goes back to your confidence and knowing who you are. Um, and what you deserve and what you offer. Um, so not to tolerate any type of, you know, disrespect because people will try you sometimes. They, they will. Okay. <laughs> it comes along with the business. So if you, if you could go back and do something differently, is there anything different you would do or no? Hmm. Um, if uh, That's a good question. And I, always think about that. What could I do differently? I think I could have probably be a little bit more prepared because I be a little bit more prepared by believing more in what I had to offer. And I say that because when I launched, I was like, okay, nobody's coming. So I have all this time to plan, write the business plan, do the structure. And then people keep started coming like this that I never even wrote a business plan. And so I've been almost like figuring out different things as I go and learning as I go. And um, that approach 
there's nothing wrong with it. But I do think that if you do have the time to invest in yourself and do the research and create the structures, then absolutely do that. And that would be one thing that I'd try to do um, if I could do things over. Um, but with that being said, don't let that be the hindrance in you starting. Start with what you have where you are. Start with what you have where you are. And what would you say, um, how would you, first of all, how would you define success for yourself? For me personally, I think I would define success with one, me feeling fulfilled. Fulfilled from the point of one, being um, financially independent, um, to having that time to spend with family, but most importantly, feeling as if I'm making a difference in someone else's life. Because in what I do, it's not only about the money, like it's me like investing my all into seeing someone else create something from something that was just an idea and seeing that little idea bud and blossom into something massive and how excited they get. So um, just having that um, overall umbrella of fulfillment from those different avenues. That is, I, I love that. I mean, too, it's like, I don't think there's any better reward than what you get when you know what you have done, what you have given of yourself and your gifts has impacted another life or another business in a transformational way um, is like, uh, to me, it's, it's like nothing like it. It even supersedes money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. that lead, that takes you, catapults you to a whole nother level. level. It's, and it's a lasting impact, you know. Um, so that, that, that's really good. So what would you say thus far has been your greatest um, success in your journey? That's a good one. <laughs> you know, we're always our toughest critics, right? So the greatest success so far in my journey is me having the confidence to know that and not be scared of taking the risk of stepping out in faith and actually fully in being, being fully invested in Envision Creative Art. You know? Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. And so for our audience, what would be two like of your top tips for helping entrepreneurs or what they would need to know to have a successful business? What are your top two? The top tip, the first tip for um, having a successful business is creating an impactful and uh, memorable customer experience because without customers, there is no business. Right. And right. the second tip is to invest, whatever that looks like, whether that's improving your professional development, investing in having professionals or staff support you in building your vision, but investing in a solid business strategy. You know, know how you are going to go to market and how you're going to present yourself and what that looks like. If you're doing something digital online, investing in the right um, email marketing software program so you have a good way to communicate with your audience. Don't always try to just go the free or the cheap route because then it's going to pain you in the long run. You know what I mean? Don't, and I hate to say this, but don't 
hire um, family members because you think you can get it for free or get it for cheap. And then you have this headache of, oh, it's not getting done right. My customer is saying she didn't get this invoice X, Y, and Z. Invest in yourself and the business because, again, that's what's going to drive the customer experience. And customer experience is what ultimately is going to allow you to create the vision that you're trying to create. That's good. Because focusing on the cheap route is going to cost you more in the end. Yes. And, yes. and I, I, there's a lot of companies, a million dollar, billion dollar companies that haven't gotten that. So audience, get that like early on. The cheap route is not the best route because it's going to cost you significantly more on the back end. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've seen people, when I say cost, it's just not money. It's like you can actually lose your business, like go out of business because you decided to, to be cheap and cut corners. Um, you know, just be vigilant about investing in yourself. This is, it's yours. You own it. Have that ownership mindset um, that this is yours, protect it. If you're protective of it, you invest in it. And nobody has to tell you to invest in something that you're proud of, that you want to see become, you know, a long-lasting legacy uh, for you when you're no longer here. Um, and I think that's the, what the majority of us as entrepreneurs want for ourselves. Um, so with that said, I have two more questions. So what does legacy look like for you? When you hear the word legacy or leaving a legacy, um, for your for your family, what does that mean to you? Um, what that means is that I'm pretty much can envision creative art. This particular business can operate completely independent and does not need my presence. And that would be the start of the legacy. Because then, you know, if I move on, I pass or whatever, then someone else can pick it up and already the workflows and systems will already be in place so that it can still be a producing machine. So um, that would be one thing that I would say as far as the legacy from an operational standpoint. But I think overall, in general, legacy of knowing that I was able to help at least a few, you know, hundreds of thousands of businesses and entrepreneurs create their vision, their vision and bring it to life. That's the bigger thing. Knowing that my I helped I left a mark on just overall creating this new community for us. I love that. Awesome. So I have one last question that I ask all of my guests. If you had a magic wand and you could change anything in the world, in the world, what would it be? <laughs> so much things to talk about. But as it relates to entrepreneurship. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like one thing that I, I would want to change is that I would want to focus on the youth and I'd want to create more um, programs that educate folks and especially the youth on entrepreneurship and not the fact of just having an idea and starting your business, but giving them and educating them on the tools like managing your books, creating an account, that writing up an effective business plan. Because I feel as if, especially for my generation, we were told that we are supposed to go to college, spend all this money on a degree, and then um, wait for someone to tell us how much we're supposed to get paid. And then we have all this debt and we're making this much just to cover the debt and maybe to have a little bit to buy an outfit, you know? So if my one could kind of shift that mindset where now we're just looking at ways how we can create financial independence 
for ourselves, and then in turn, partner together and create communities where we can build an economy based on that, that would be where I would want to focus on. You know what I mean? Why invest all this money and then you know that it's not guaranteed or you're still at the discretion of somebody else? I I get it because I don't want to be at the discretion of somebody else. Yeah. yeah. So entrepreneurship is the path. I I I I'm I agree with it. I believe entrepreneurship is the path to uh, building wealth and to building legacy. And I think that we need to start with our youth. Um, you know, at a very young age, and teaching them the skills that they can. You know, they can do it. They have. They're so gifted. And the millennials, they're really doing it. They have. They have that mindset. I, I don't know if you're a millennial, millennial or not, but they're they have that mindset. I don't know where I fall. <laughs> they're not of the traditional mindset of working for. First of all, you, there is no more working 50, 30, 40 years for one one company anymore. Uh, those times are long gone. Uh, but th they're like us. They want to be. They want their lives to have greater impact, greater meaning, and their work. Um, so they're mission oriented and they're like, I don't want somebody to tell me how much I can make. Like, mm -hmm. let me I know what my gifts are. Let me go, go out here and, and do my thing and make my mark on the world. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Aisha, for being here with us. Uh, you have been uh, such a joy to have on here. You shared such uh, wisdom with us. Um, so I know our audience, I see them, they're very active. Uh, so we, we didn't get to your questions during the show, but we would definitely follow up and engage with you and answer any questions that you have. Aisha, can you just remind our audience uh, uh, about your business and where they can find you? Sure. So again, I am the creative director of Envision Creative Art. We support entrepreneurs with anything related to branding and graphic design. So um, even brand marketing strategy. And where you can find me is I am on Facebook under Envision Creative Arts or backslash Aisha Envisions or on Instagram at Envision underscore A dot R dot T. So I'd love to answer any other questions that you may have regarding your branding or even your brand strategy. Awesome. And we're going to have her leave her information in the comments here for you guys so that it will always be there. And I'm going to have her stay on here with me um, once I close out the show. But ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed this show. We are always here every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern time sharing a story that we hope will be of value to you and inspire and empower you um, to achieve your dreams. We would love to have you as a guest on our show. So if you have a story you want to share that can change lives, we encourage you to apply by visiting us on our website, www.intuitiveriskmanagement.com. If you would also like to be a sponsor, we're accepting our sponsors and you get promote, promoted on our show page and across our social media uh, platforms and you get like live mention like on air so we invite you to also uh, sign up to be a sponsor so again thank you so much to all of our guests thank you so much to our um to our guest Aisha and our audience for tuning in we will see you at the same time next Thursday at 1 p.m eastern time until then continue 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 to pursue your dreams have a great day <laughs>